Hi everyone, welcome to Start With Self episode 4 podcast and today I have enormous pleasure to have an opportunity to talk to Charles Joyner. And before Charles says hi, I'll just read his short but really spectacular bio. Charles was born in Dorset, England in 1995, moving with his family to Malaysia and Gibraltar before settling in Australia in 2006. Charles is a professional kickboxer and he is the current South Pacific Cruiserweight Champion and former amateur Australian Super Light Heavyweight Champion. Charles began his martial art journey five years ago at Evolution Gym, where he still trains to this day under Adrian Adesadeh guidance. Charles also completed a double degree in law and commerce at Macquarie University. On completion of his studies, he decided that he would pursue his passions and thus commenced his full-time kickboxing journey. Charles, welcome to Start With Self Podcast. Thank you so, so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I feel that you are the perfect example of someone who really started with themselves. And in such short period of time, you built this spectacular um, journey of kickboxing and just growth, I think, as a person generally. So maybe let's start from me asking you about your most defining moments in your life. Like how did you end like ended up being such a resilient and committed to your passion person? Yeah, so I, I felt yeah, it's um it's hard to to sort of bring it down to three because I always feel like, you know, everything that we go through sort of help shape us in, and sh shape us into who we become. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was thinking about, about this one. And so I'd, I'd say the first defining moment, the really sort of the sent me on a, maybe a, like a different path was mm -hmm. I've, I've got a, I've got a friend called, called Harry that, and we always have sort of, even from when we were young, we'd have really sort of deep conversations about, you know, our mindset and, just life and the world and sort of, and we try and figure out how the world was sort of working together. And, and one day we sort of both made the realization together that there is, there's no sort of set path that you have to go down. Like there's, you can really live your life however you want to. And I think we sort of, we sort of grew up in, you know, societies and communities where, there are only a few sort of paths that are laid out and there's a few, maybe, you know, mm. oh, if you're going to be a lawyer, this is a, this is a, you know, there's, there's, there's career paths and life's paths that are considered to be successful and those are, are considered to be unsuccessful. And yeah, so I think the first defining moment for me was having that realization that I can, I can live my life how I want to live it and, and pursue something that is meaningful to me. And it doesn't necessarily have to be meaningful to anyone else as long as, as long as I'm passionate about it. And how um, old were you then? I was probably, I think I was 19, mm -hmm. but yeah, so 18, 19, but I didn't really straight away make the change, but it was more that started, that's, that planted the seed. And then I sort of held that, that belief and that led me into, or later on that helped me you know, make decisions that would then 
you know, help this, this, the life that I'm living now, uh, blossom. But yeah, so that, that was the first defining moment that I thought, you know, really set me on, started to set me on a different path. Um, I'd say the second defining moment, and there obviously, there are a lot in between there. Like I could have met, maybe mentioned, you know, starting martial arts and doing stuff like that. But I think for me, winning my first Australian title mm-hmm. as an amateur was really defining because it was something that when I started, when I started the journey of martial arts, I, I, I'd planned to do that, but it still, it still didn't really seem like it was something that was maybe possible. Cause I was just so new to, I was so new to the sport. And then we, within three years of training, I was fighting for and winning for an Australian title. And it was at that point that I really started to see widespread support externally as well. So all the, all the sort of things I'd been feeling internally about myself and what I could achieve and what I've been working for, they started to become mirrored externally. And people started after that telling me that they believed that I could achieve what I was setting out to do. Um, so that was, that was really pivotal for me because I sort of... And, and that, validation. Yeah, yeah, and, and which obviously isn't isn't always, you know, you're not you don't want to seek validation all the time. But it was, I think, because it was it was the validation was reflecting what I'd already been feeling inside. It was it was quite poignant. Um, but I think I think though that that was winning the first title for me as well, because it got it got a bit of like newspaper coverage and. A lot of people were talking about it so i had to deal with other things as well which was you know not not letting it go to my head and and staying focused and staying disciplined and and staying motivated so it made me it challenged me in that way as well which was really important i found um and then the third one i would say would be the start of the 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 coronavirus a pandemic sort mm-hmm. of when we went into lockdown and and all that stuff i i just made my professional debut a few days before everything started to get locked down and i made the promise to myself that because the future became quite uncertain then but i made the promise to myself that i would leave you know the lockdown in that situation in a better position than i entered it mm-hmm. so i sort of and and yeah, I kept, to, I, I think, I think how the year ended up for me, I kept to that promise. So I think doing that and remaining disciplined in that way was really um, pivotal because it just showed me that sort of whatever happens, I, I know I can maintain on the journey and maintain the path. So, yes. Yeah. And discipline, I would like to actually have a deeper chat. Uh, about the subject of discipline with you because I see you as extremely disciplined and committed. How do you nourish uh, these qualities in you? Do you, let's say, reconnect with your dream every day so that you, you always see this bigger picture and this is what actually drives you? Or how, how do you keep going even if you have, let's say, a more lazy day or worse day? Because I'm assuming you do have such days as well, right? You are still human. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have days where I I don't feel like doing it. Um, But no, I think 
one thing I think you touched on it with what you were saying was reconnecting with the you know the goals and the dream daily so at the end of the day I I journal and I um yeah I journal and sort of write about what I did today and what I observed about myself and how I felt like I did and what I can improve on and I feel like that's that's really good at keeping me accountable because especially on a day-to-day basis because it I know that at the end of the day I'm going to have to journal and if I haven't had a good day then I've got to be honest with myself and write about it so it's better to remain disciplined and then when I can sit down and write about it I can be satisfied with what I've done for that day mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so I think that that recently the past year that's been really important for me sort of writing about it and journaling about it okay. yeah and do you have any specific morning rituals that set you in a positive way for the whole day that build your victory mindset I've had different things over time. The the main thing that I do is that I don't I don't use my phone or go on social media until after I've done my first training session in the morning. So mm-hmm. generally what I'll do is I'll wake up and I'll go downstairs and drink a lot of water and then I like listening to so I, I do use my phone but just to go on YouTube and listen to you know the they're sort of like motivational videos, but there'll be different yeah. things like, like, you know, positive affirmation ones, or sometimes if I feel like I need a bit of a boost, there'll be a motivational one and stuff like that. So I like, I like sort of grounding myself in that stuff at the start of the day and setting the intention for the day using those tools. And I, I find that, you know, the days that I break that, so it's particularly when I, when I go on social media, as soon as I wake up, I just don't feel as connected with myself. I feel disconnected. Although I might feel connected with the the outside world, I don't feel as connected internally. So I think mm-hmm. that's really important for me to to not be using my phone and not use social media until I've really grounded myself in my day. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've done other things over you know over the years. Like sometimes I'll do uh, Wim Hof breathing. If mm-hmm. you if you is which i find that that that's really good i find that energizes me as well sometimes i'll meditate in the morning um yes yeah, so I, I went through phases of journaling when i first wake up and, and writing down my intentions but often i find at the moment that because my first training session i wake up and go to training i like to sort of be out of the house quite quickly and, and, and drive to training. Cause I find that the training is sort of a meditation for me as well. And that really helps me focus and, and feel motivated mm-hmm. getting, getting straight into that, to the discipline of training. When you train, so, are you like in a trance? Um, definitely. So when I do my kickboxing training, I feel like I am, I feel, mm-hmm. I, do, I I call it the flow state. I feel like I'm in, I'm yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think when I when I'm fight when I think that's the feeling that fighting is. It's the I think that's why I like fighting so much is that when you're actually physically in the fight, mm-hmm. you're it's the most present that I've ever been in my life because you're not you're not worrying about anything else that's going on other than the person in front of you and then you know you're just you're just and once you get to a certain experience level, you're not thinking, you're just flowing and letting the things that you've trained come out naturally and it's 
it's the most, it's almost like a meditation that even though from the outside looking in, it wouldn't feel like, seem like something that could be meditative, but yeah, definitely, it definitely is for me, but yeah. Yeah. I remember um, when I went to kickboxing class and you were teaching the class. Mm. And I remember we had one drill or maybe two drills that we did together. And I was actually surprised because for the first time, I just felt that you, you could get this state of flow in this. Although obviously my level of kickboxing is just ridiculously low compared to yours. But it was really fun when you like stopped thinking about, you know, like counting or what is the next move and you just start to flow. It yeah. was, it was really so much fun then. I mean, that's, that's what I thought. And it like surprised me that I guess when you are on the level you are, uh, yeah, it, it can be like meditation in movement or holding the pads for you, I think, wasn't it in the, in the class, the, uh, yes. the focus. I remember, I remember, I can remember your face was, I could tell that you were, your face was like lighting up when you were hitting because you, yeah, it was, a, yeah, you, <laughs> it you was really, that. it was actually, I think my, my best training, uh, the, the one with you. So, and, and yeah. even though I'm much shorter than you, which also surprised me, it somehow, yeah, there was like quite, quite a lot of harmony and it was, it was so much yeah. fun. Well, that's so, good. You should come back soon and to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do you do you actually enjoy teaching kickboxing? Because that's, yeah. I guess, slightly different role than uh, being yeah. on stage. Yeah, I think I think I haven't done as much coaching recently as I was, but I've just been focusing more on on training and 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 trying to you know, build the business side of, of the, like the personal brand as well. But with, with coaching, it's, it, yeah, it, it's the same with, I find it's the same with training because sometimes with coaching, I can, I can get into a, a state where I'm really flowing with it and it, it energizes me. But then sometimes I think it depends on the people as well, because sometimes you'll get people that, aren't as interested or aren't as and it, and it makes it really hard work to try and get them involved and that can sometimes feel i'm not in the flow state then because i'm but i guess that that what that is is it's a challenge it's it's challenging me to to come up with different ways to get them involved and get them invested so mm. yeah no, coaching is good and especially when you know when you hear even like little stories like you just said then it's it's very rewarding to yeah, because it, I guess for me, martial arts I feel like has has changed my life and helped me grow as a person. So it's good to be able to give that back to other people and see that impact them as well. Yeah, so, yeah. You obviously mentioned how you work on yourself and your mindset. I guess not only when you prepare before a fight, but just on a daily basis. But when you know that you have a fight coming, do you spend much time? researching the person you are fighting with or do you um, try to somehow read them when you see this person face to face for the first time yeah so it really depends um i would definitely i wouldn't say i spend much time like i will adrian and i will sit down and we'll watch a few of their videos and just see what their tendencies are like but 
I try and really just focus on on myself and and my own you know improvements with with my training camp that it because our, our, the way that we approach it and when Andrew and I have discussed it it's like the person that we're fighting isn't the end goal the per, the end goal is to become as good as we can possibly possibly be so when we're when we're training we're just trying to achieve that and if we if we're being as good as we can possibly be then we should be able to be anyone that's put in front of us so um yeah but i will spend a little bit of time just to see i mean my last opponent they just i couldn't find any videos on him and mm -hmm. so i didn't really know I, I knew what his body shape was like and so i sort of had an idea of how he would probably try and fight mm -hmm. but it was all really me adjusting as I was in there and I felt like that was my last fight was probably the most that I've ever been in the flow state when I was fighting. Like it just felt, it just felt ridiculous when I was in there. Like it was, it was an unbelievable feeling and it was probably my best mm. performance. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it varies, but it mainly just focus on, yeah, focus on, we focus on our own skills and, and, and trying to improve and be the, cause if it's like with anything, if we're the best version of ourselves in any given moment, then there's not more, much more than you can do than that, really. Do you, do you always come to a given moment with this intention that you want to present the best version of yourself? Like, for example, right now, we are having this conversation. Was that your intention, like mindful intention, that you want to be the best you? I think I probably didn't. I think I feel like for me, it's more born out of habits. So... I think when you're building the habits, it's probably, you know, intentional and conscious and you think about trying to be the best version of yourself and giving your all to things. But then when, then it becomes what you habitually do. So you sort of just go into everything, giving that, um, giving that. So giving what, what habits in you support this mindset of giving always your best? If anyone's listening and they want to change their habits, what would you suggest as the first step? I think so. Say with, if I made it more contextual, say with mm -hmm. training, for example, I make sure that I guess is probably how how I would do it is I, I write down things of I write down the the vision of so say with training I'd go. This is I'd write down this is what, you know, the best version of charlie joiner would look like in a training sense so mm -hmm. that would be you know getting to training early making sure i've got all of the proper you know hydration stuff nutrition stuff making sure that i warm up properly making sure that i'm fully focused when i'm training making sure you know that i'm respectful to coach and listening and then making sure you know doing all of those things and then so the, to build that habit, I would look at that list and make sure that I'm ticking those boxes every day when I'm doing the, when I'm doing the session. And then over time, that just becomes the habit of what I do. And I don't even have to think about it anymore. Like your nature. Or yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good way to say it. I, I think it yeah, just becomes second, second nature. So I guess, yeah, for me, writing, writing stuff is always just being able to visually put it, you know, into the universe there by writing it down and then being able to see being able to refer back to it and make sure that you're you're remaining accountable and you're measuring up to the person that you've that you've written yourself yeah
Okay, so writing down a vision for yourself mm. in a given area of your life and then just staying connected to the vision, even by just looking at the piece of paper in front of you and just checking if you lived up to your own vision of yourself. Yeah. Might be yeah. the first step to take. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds, yes, I, I, I also feel that there's some magic happening when you actually write stuff down and then you just see it in front of you. And then there's like no turning back because you see it. So there's more motivation to take action in that direction that you want to go. That's how I feel when I write yeah, down things. I agree. I agree. Charles, do you still have self-doubt about your kickboxer journey or about you as a as a person you can look at this question however you want yeah no yeah definitely i definitely have moments when when i doubt myself and i think i was actually thinking about this the other day i was i was i was thinking about because you know when when you're this might i don't know this might be going on a tangent but i feel like it will i feel like i'll be able to link it back in a bit mm -hmm. but you know when you're when you're doing something and you're very invested in it and you're giving your all to it and there's progress being made it feels like it it's often it's hard to to feel that progress and and acknowledge the progress because you're just you're in it you're just experiencing it mm -hmm. maybe you know either when you take a step back or someone else from the outside is having is looking at what you're doing and and then maybe you know lets you know or can and shine light on the progress that you've made so I, I, I try and take time to to look at to take a step back and look at what I've been doing and I remember I was thinking back to maybe about three years so I think it was 2017 so probably about three and a half years ago and I, I remember there'd be a lot of days where I'd be thinking be doubting myself and just thinking thinking how hard it was going to be to achieve what I've set out to do and, mm. and, and, and how hard it would be to become the person that I want to be. And just thinking, sometimes just thinking, is it, is it worth, is it worthwhile doing that? Is it worthwhile, you know, investing all that mm. time, taking the risk. And I was thinking about how I definitely, I feel like I don't have those thoughts as much anymore because I, I've, I feel like now, pretty much everything that I've set out to do, I'm, I'm progressing nicely with things. So I've been through a lot of things that I've been through a lot of setbacks and I've been through a lot of situations that weren't ideal or situations that maybe other people or my, my, my former self would have quit in those situations, but I've pushed through and become stronger and achieved what I've set out to achieve so far. So I think, that fills me with confidence that no matter what happens in the future, I'll be able to find a way to, to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I think, although I do have the self doubt sometimes it's not, it's not necessarily me doubting whether I'll be able to do it. It's, it's just me getting nervous about how hard it's going to be or me getting, you know, thinking, Oh, well maybe a lack of motivation thinking, Oh, do I really want to be doing that? But then knowing that, because I've been through similar things in the past and I've, and I've got to where I am that if I just adopt that same work ethic and put myself through it, that I'll be able to achieve what I've set out, what, what I'm, what I'm setting out to do. Mm -hmm. so what is it? 
big thing that you would like to achieve? The big, so, so yeah, so basically the big thing that I'd like to achieve is just to be considered one of the greatest fighters of all time. And, mm -hmm. and I, it's, it's funny because, you know, when I, when I first started training, the goal was just to be, to become a professional fighter. That's, that's sort of what I, what I set out to do, mm -hmm. but, and I found that because that, but that seemed like an unrealistic goal to me at the time, but because it seemed unrealistic, I just went, well, I'm going to have to work extra hard to achieve it. And I'm going to have to live my life like a professional. And then as I went, as I went further forward, I thought, okay, well, I think I can achieve being a professional. So the next step will be, okay, I want to be a world champion. So then I had to lift up my game to start performing how a world champion would and training and, live and, and, and doing my daily routine like a world champion would. And then I started to think, okay, well, I think I can achieve being a world champion. So the only next step is to be, you know, considered one of the greatest of all time. And so now I've got, now I've got to live my, that's, that's going to elevate me again to do my daily routine, like a, like one of the greatest fighters of all time would. So I feel like for me, those, those big massive goals that seem unattainable, just, just drag you drag you further along and mm -hmm. and even if you don't end up achieving them you're going to be a lot further along than if you'd set a realistic well, goal yeah yeah mm. that's right so do you already feel like in yourself and in your heart like one of the greatest fighters because that's what you said at the beginning that you built this feeling in you when you started and then when years passed, like I guess you mentioned two or three years passed and it was actually reflected in the outside world when you yeah. won, was it the amateur title first yeah. after amateur. three years? And people yeah. started to tell you that they believe in you and that you can do great, great things. But you said that you had, you had had this feeling in you from the beginning that you are going to do it. So. Do you have this feeling right now that you feel already that you are one of the greatest fighters or you are still working on this conviction in you? I think how I feel about, I don't think, I, I don't feel like I'm one of the greatest fighters of all time yet, but I know that, yeah, I know that I, I, I can get there and that I will be when all is said and done. I think that's how, that's how I feel about, I, yeah, I just, it's, it's, I don't think I couldn't say, I couldn't say that I'm one of the greatest of all time now, but I, I, what I do know is that I will get there if you know, and that's, I think that's, and it's sort of with that knowledge I go, yeah, that, that gives me confidence that, you know, when, so say when like a little, like a hurdle might come up or a, a setback might come up, I know that it's not, that's not the end of the road. It's just something that I've got to overcome to get to where I'm going, which is the, one of the greatest, I think. I think that that, that would be more how I view it at the moment. And how, how do you, um, how do you build strong conviction that you know that you can do something or that you know you are going to be one of the greatest fighters? And I'm asking you in the context of fighting, but obviously everyone can uh, use your advice in their own context.
context, how do you build such strong self-belief? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, it's good you made that the, because I feel like the, I feel like all the, you know, any, any mindset can really be like taken from one field and put into, into any field and it, yeah. and it will, you know, it, and it can be used. So I think, yeah, I think that was a, a good point, but I think with the, the strong convictions for me, I think it, it, it's come mainly from, from doing what I said I'm, I'm going to do. So, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, and, and, and that, and that's, that's on small, not just the big things, but on small daily things as well. So whether it be, you know, saying, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to this gym and I'm going to spar against their guys on the weekends. And then when the weekend comes, because I've said I'm going to do it, making sure that I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. And staying accountable. And I think it's, it's important as well to, to step out of the comfort zone and with the things that you're doing. Cause I, I think a lot of people have a habit of remaining in the comfort zone. So then when something happens, that's outside of their comfort zone, they've never really experienced going outside of their comfort zone so they don't feel they've got they don't have the confidence that they can they can handle it but if you're if you're stepping out of your comfort zone on a daily basis then you know that when something pops up that feels uncomfortable you know that you'll be able to deal with it and be and be able to overcome it and then obviously your comfort zone just expands over time and your confidence what was that and your and your confidence in yourself yeah yeah definitely Definitely. So I think, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's where the, where the mindset, because you can have the, you know, you can have the best mindset in the world, but if you don't physically do the things and do the hard stuff and do the, you know, do the, I guess the grunt work, you're not gonna, it's not gonna, get you anywhere i don't think so i think i think they've got to line up together and you've got to you've got to test that mindset in the outside world by you know almost almost, i'd call it uh battle hardening battle hardening your mindset by by doing it by doing the things that you're setting out to do so yeah it's similar with um for example affirmations like people sometimes i hear that people say them um and they just visualize themselves already having the things that they want to have um but if you just keep repeat the words and you don't do absolutely anything to actually physically get to that point it won't work and your subconscious mind actually gets lazy when you start saying that you already have let's say i don't know if someone wants to have a car let's say they say that they already have the car and they visualize themselves in the car your subconscious mind gets a little bit lazy and starts thinking that if you already, you know, feel that you have the car and you see yourself in the car, then what do you want, like from me, since you already achieved it. So it's yeah, yeah. yes, it's it's uh, really good that you mentioned this. That one thing is working on the mind and training the mind to think in a certain way, but it doesn't mean that you are not supposed to take any action. That you just sit at home and wait for the universe. So just give you everything. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think that's where, where people and people will criticize things like affirmations and things like, 
positive thinking and you know law of attraction and stuff like that because they don't understand that you've got to do <laughs> you've got to still put the work Show in you know yeah yeah you can't you can't just you know be sitting on your couch and and doing everything you know if, if someone you know if someone was had a goal and they were all they were doing was putting positive affirmations out but physically they were doing everything against achieving that goal if, if that makes sense and yeah. the, the affirmations were, will not do anything they'll you know but once you combine the all of the things together so physically doing them and then and then putting your mind in a place where you're ready to receive everything then you're uh, to me it feels like it's almost impossible for you not to achieve what you mm. you're setting out to do once you do that so yeah do you do you feel that you are right now in a perfect harmony between you know working on your mind also having um this kind of trust that the universe will provide whatever needs to happen at the perfect timing um I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm in perfect harmony because I know that there's, you know, I know that there's still, I, I think I'm very, I'm very, although I'm very positive, I'm also very realistic with myself. Mm-hmm. So I know where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of where I'm falling short. Like one example would be, I feel like I'm probably on social media too much, mm-hmm. um, use my phone too much. I probably, you know, stay up a little bit too late or when I'm, and it's not like I'm staying up, to, like I'm still getting good sleep, but I'm, I know I could be going to bed earlier and there are things I could be doing throughout the day that would be progressing things on. So I definitely wouldn't say I'm in perfect harmony. Um, but I think where I do feel confident is that I think because I'm self-aware, I feel confident that I will, be able to improve those things because I can bring awareness to them. Is that is that what you meant? But yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what I meant. And also, I wanted to know how you feel about generally the universe we live in, because you mentioned the universe at least twice in, in our conversation, which made me very happy because we didn't discuss this question. But I would like to know if you generally feel that we live in a supportive and friendly universe, because I believe that gen- that we do and you know only the dramas and negative thoughts that we have is just because of how our mind functions and just because of human nature but it's not because of anything actually external um, actually recently i listened to one meditation and one sentence really stood out to me and, and the sentence was there are no external enemies in this universe and it's it somehow made me think about uh like how how often people just create their their own inner enemies and their own inner struggles whereas it's not really necessary to make everything uh such a struggle and hardship so i wanted to know how you feel about our universe yeah no i think i I think we yeah we share the same sort of ideas about that and I was actually having a similar conversation with my mum the other day about it I think I think the moment that I sort of started to realize that was when I was listening to one of Wayne Dyer's talks mm, I love Wayne mm, 
he's yeah he's and it, just his voice and his way of describing things um i think it was probably four years ago and he said what did he he said not like there's no there's no good or bad in the it was long i won't say it verbatim but it was along these lines it was like there's no good or bad in the universe but only human emotion makes it so mm. so it's like you know you know uh and, and one way putting meanings in onto things yeah. and labels yeah. yeah like and 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 one one thing i was discussing with my mum about it was you know there might be a situation say for example okay we'll take, take if we're, we're going to link it back to fighting say my last fight so for the people supporting me that fight is something that they view as a positive experience but then for the people supporting my opponent they would probably think of that fight as yeah. a negative experience yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. so it's, it's like so who's right or wrong with well, no one's right or wrong it's just a matter of perception and, and how we're how we're perceiving and the you know the emotions we attach to it the meaning that we attach to it. and it all comes down to what we've decided to be true in our minds so i think when i realized that i started to you know see see that if you believe that the universe is conspiring in your favor and that the universe is a positive place that is trying to help you, then that is what it becomes. And if you believe that the universe is a negative place that's horrible and, you know, full of suffering and full of all these other things, then that's also what it becomes because that's the, that's the meaning that you've, you've given it in your head and that's, that's how you've perceived it. So, yeah, I think it, it all, it's, it's your choice how your life turns out because you can, you can perceive things in any way that you choose, really, once you have that yeah. knowledge. And yeah. I think it was also Wayne Dyer who said that um, if you change how you look at things, mm. the things you look at change. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw that quote, I think I saw that quote yesterday, actually. Um, it's, it's so true it's yeah. it's and then when i want you and then sometimes i mean i'm i'm not perfect at it because I'll, I'll have times where i'll be getting annoyed with things or things will be frustrating me or stressing me out or whatever it may be but then sometimes or most of the time i'd say 90 percent of the time i have that that little voice in my head that said that will remind me that I can just change how I'm viewing it and the whole situation will change. Yeah. So I think once you have that knowledge and you, and you practice it, it, it really does make a difference. And yeah. Yeah, it does. Charles, what, what kind of parents do you have? Because for those, yes, for those who are listening, I, I once had an opportunity to meet Charles's mom and I'm, I'm in love since then. I, <laughs> I just feel that you have a really, supportive and wise uh, parents that just yeah. have your back no no matter what yeah well i think like that they definitely they definitely always been supportive um i think what they really did we had a couple of years when i first you know started training and and doing the the kickboxing and fighting and i was very straight away open with them about what my intentions were because i wanted them I don't want to feel like I was keeping things from them. And, and I'd, I was just straight away saying, look, I'm passionate about this. I want to pursue this. And obviously at the time I was studying 
uh, a double degree mm. and a degree that a degree that is considered you know to be respectable and and to open doors for you know nice stable good jobs mm. with a good income and, and all those things so obviously when i started studying and and going on that path with the studies they were, they were very happy with that but then i sort of veered off that course and went you know something that probably no parent is really too happy with when their when their son starts telling you that they want to become a professional yeah. fighter but you know that they they were supportive as much as they could be with that especially in the first couple of years and we did have we did have moments where you know we'd have arguments about it and but it was only the arguments were out of love because they were they were just concerned like concerned for well-being and and some of it came from a lack of understanding of the sport not really being involved with it so you know there's there's misconceptions that it's just filled filled with thugs and film filled with crime and and that it's a violent sport which some people might say it is a violent sport but it's it's to me it's it's probably one of the most honorable sports because you're you're agreeing a weight you're agreeing a you know a rule set you're agreeing a time a place you you abide by all of those things and then at the end of the fight you're respectful to each other and you you hug and you and you share nice words so for me it's a very it's a very honorable sport but i think i had to be really i had to be really strong with that because i knew that they were against it at first but when they saw, you know, the joy it was bringing me and the, and the passion I had for it, how hardworking and disciplined I was, they, they sort of transformed and, and started. And, you know, as we were talking about before, they started to change how they were looking at it and started to focus on the, on the positive things. And um, I think the real turning point, mum still hasn't been to a fight because oh, really? I think, yeah, she just gets nervous. She watches at home on the, like the, on the TV or the live stream, but she, she hasn't been, but the first fight dad came to was my, the, the first Australian title, the amateur one. And I had about, I had a quite a big crap, uh, quite a big crowd come to support me. And, um, dad had obviously never been to a fight or anything like that. And I think for him sort of seeing me walk out and then seeing, the amount of support I had and then seeing me sort of perform and, and then sort of the, like how excited everyone was afterwards and how much, yeah, how much everyone was celebrating. It was, so that, that was a special moment. Cause I think that sort of like made him just realize. Yeah. What's happening. Yeah. yeah. It makes me emotional sometimes. Cause I remember, I remember like he, I could see that after the fight, he was quite emotional afterwards but he doesn't he's sort of that person that doesn't really show it he's like he's very oh well done but i could see that he was yeah but so, you could see it in his eyes yeah 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 so it was that was a, that was a special moment and yeah so for the past few years they've been nothing but complete support and and like open their mind to and we'll, we'll have conversations like we're having now about things and and discuss things and I can go with them, go to them and ask them for advice. And yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're, they've completely, completely embraced it. And that's just credit to them because they, they've, you know, changed completely how they're, how they've looked at, how they've looked at and how they're perceiving 
what I'm doing. So, so yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. What would be one tip that you would give to someone who would would love to pursue their dreams, but they have quite a lot of self doubt? What would you say if you could say just one thing? I think, um, I guess, based on what we've we've been saying, I think the one thing that probably every every successful person or anyone that's ever pursued their dreams would tell you is that that self doubt has been has been present no matter what. So whether they're, you know, whether they're doing it or they're not doing it, there's going to be some level of self-doubt there. But I think it's always better to to try something and give your all to something. And even if it fails, at least you'll never have that that feeling of, oh, well, I could have done this or imagine if I imagine if I try to do this. And I think 100% of the time, you're going to surprise yourself with what you can achieve and what you are capable of. So I think just making a start and being being sort of intentional about what you're what what you're setting out to do will get you a lot further than you could probably imagine. Yeah, before you started. So so yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I agree that we are more powerful than we think we are in our small identity or this comfort zone that we create for ourselves. But then when you start expanding it. Uh, you might be surprised. Yeah. Beautiful things start coming your way. And mm. one more question, and I know we also uh, touched on this topic in our conversation today. What does it mean to you to start with self? Yeah. I, I have this intention to ask all of my guests this question and to try yeah. and understand what everyone feels about this. So what does it mean to you? So I think for me, starting with self means so I, another another good analogy that I, I or, or analogy that I I often use is um, with a building and so I mean a build like a say a, say a skyscraper it can look amazing on the outside and can have all the you know all the trimmings and and look unbelievable but if it doesn't have a strong structure internally. Then when a gust of wind comes, it will it will yeah. blow the it will blow the the building down. But when you when you build anything on a on a strong structure, it's going to take a lot to 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 blow it over or to knock it down. So I think the most important thing is to to build that inner strength. And so when 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 struggles come or you know setbacks come or hurdles come, you've you've got you've got that self-confidence and that the strength to overcome them. And then I think once you have that, you don't really need the external things anyway, because you're already, you're already strong within, but the external things will definitely, will definitely come once you, once you have that, the inner foundation. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's what it means to me starting with self. Yeah. Wonderful metaphor with the tall building. Thank you yeah. so much. Charles. It's been huge pleasure to talk to you and uh, before we say goodbye could you share with uh, the listeners of yours uh, how they can find you and where they can find you and where you can find me so i'm pretty active mainly on instagram so my account handle is underscore charles joiner 
and and I, I do have a I've got face I've got Facebook as well. But that that's Charles Joyner, a combat athlete. Mm-hmm. And I've also got a YouTube channel, which is just Charles Joyner. But I haven't posted on that for a little while. But I should start posting again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. I will put the links to all these things below this um, this episode. Thank you so much, Charles. It's it was really incredible to talk to you and share oh. your wisdom with the listeners and viewers and with myself. And for those who are listening or watching, thank you so much for being here. And remember to subscribe and hit the like button if you are on YouTube. Thank you.